Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, hey. We're back. We're black. We're brown. Ambition. Ambition. Ambition, ambition, ambition. Hey, Mandra, how you doing today, girl? Okay, you want to take it? Let's do. Let's let's start off with that because Lord knows I can use it too. Okay. Yeah, let's do a little. Everyone together. Okay. Inhale for four, hold for seven, out for eight. Okay, let's do that. One, two. Out through the toes. I always imagine that my toes have little mouths. Oh, I like I like that though, because it's kind of like allows the breath to go through your body. Yes, you you imagine. I imagine I'm breathing in through the top of my head. I think I I listened to that through a meditation app one time, and I was just okay. Like, yes, you like pull up with your head, and then just like let it flow, visualize it going all the way to your toes. I like that. That's how I go to sleep every night. Yeah, girl, I feel like the season of too much is upon us. I'm ready to throw October to the garbage <laughs> gods and light Not it on fire. But bef- <laughs> I know, listen, mm-hmm. no offense to you and other October people. And if this was a month for you, if you got engaged, if you had a baby, if you if you got a, an amazing whatever promotion, then I but personally me. I would like October to go mind its damn business until next year. Because <laughs> I just booked my second flight to Georgia in okay. three weeks for oh, a funeral. So my uncle passed, my dad's brother passed, and it's so fucking sad. Yeah. <sighs> just I know like, you talked about your uncle Mark. You know, the holidays are coming, so my 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 queens who are from. Um, uh, why do I only want to say broken homes? Just, you know, modern mm-hmm. homes where it's like blended mm-hmm. families and divorce and you have to like figure out which family is going to get the shaft mm-hmm. this year because not everybody can be uh, pleased. And as much as I've worked on like, you know, being at peace with the fact that I can't please everybody, of course, still you want to please people on the holidays. Yeah. Um, so the mental gymnastics of like, where are we going to spend which holiday with who? Um, has begun along with like my son's school sent us a note last night that this is spirit week. <laughs> but thank God today okay. was pajama day. I was like, can it be pajama day every day? <laughs> can it be you've worn those same pants in two days well, in a row day like that? I am currently wearing great. the pajamas I slept in. So look at me on on. The- <laughs> look at me on. But how are you overall? I know that, you know, that was one of your favorite uncles. 
Well, he, um, I mean, favorite, like we weren't mm-hmm. super close, but the thing about, and it's my Uncle Mark, may he rest in peace. The thing about Uncle Mark is like, he was just always, he never asked anything of us or of me. I'll talk about my relationship with him. He was just always sweet and always giving and so proud. And um, the one thing is he sent me at the time, I was like, what an interesting baby gift. When I had Rio, Uncle Mark sent me this like giant package of Sesame Street washcloths, which was like such a specific <laughs> gift. And I'm like, wow. But when I tell you I have gone through mm-hmm. all like 50 of those things and they're always a thing I pull out instead of like all the fancy baby, you know, rags and burp claws and all that kind of stuff. So whenever I see those Sesame Street washcloths, I always think about him. And the last text I sent him was like, do you know, I use the hell out of those washcloths. I love Thank that. You so much. Um, and the last conversation we had this is why it's so sad and 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 i'm i'm gonna turn it around because i'm trying to look at this from like a use this moment to learn and to grow for your family moment because my uncle um he suffered from kidney disease kidney failure like so many people in my family do and he was on dialysis for 14 15 Mm -hmm. years and Um, in recent weeks, he had offered us comfort and offered us sort of a window into what his life on dialysis is like as I'm not trying to put my dad's business out there, but my dad is also potentially going to be, um, dealing with that as well. Um, anyway, but uncle Mark, he got on the phone with my brother, my dad and I, and he was like, you know, this is what it's like. It's a part of my routine. Your dad doesn't have to, um, your dad doesn't have to suffer like he he can make it a part of his life like there's cruise ships where they do dialysis Mm. all this kind of stuff and he was so comforting to us and so now two weeks later for him to die from complications of that very disease and having gone to my grandpa's funeral just three weeks ago who died from kidney cancer um and it is just it's it's humbling but it's also it feels like I'm I'm finally awake in a lot of ways like this. It's not the kidney disease that has been killing so much of my family, my dad's side of the family. It's all the underlying chronic conditions. So if you're someone with diabetes in your family and hypertension, the way that it moves and in, in my dad's side of the family, I mean, in 2023, like how can I have an aunt who died from diabetes mm-hmm. complications? Like that's just to me, it's it's criminal, you know, but in our community in Atlanta, like my dad's family, um, access to healthcare mm-hmm. is a real issue. Access to affordable um, insurance mm-hmm. is a real issue. When your primary care doctor is a fucking ER and you have to wait hours to be seen, they're not in there giving you like holistic care. No primary care doctor has been on you about getting your glucose levels tested and talking to you about the long-term you know, impact of these chronic diseases. And it, it's like now my family is reaping the not the rewards it's just like it is finding out the Mm -hmm. consequences of not 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 educating ourselves and not making changes you know and not making it like our jobs like making it a part of our jobs to check Mm -hmm. on each other and be on each other's you know backs about taking care of ourselves the way that you know i feel like a lot of the stress that my brother and I have had around showing up for my dad now and making sure that he has all of his appointments and he meets those things. I'm like, where have I been? My dad's a hot mess. <laughs> like, where have I, you know, I take some of that ownership. I'm the eldest. I'm his, you know, first daughter. Um, and so there's like that 
pressure and I know I'm going to go to this funeral at the end of this week and I don't know what to say other than like we have to wake up and we have to start like my cousins you know the young the no, we're not that young anymore we're in our 30s and 40s now but we have to get it together and break this cycle because this is the last funeral I want to go to from a preventable disease you know in our family and so did I say I was going to turn it around and like put a positive spin on it? Because I think I lost the spin, but maybe. No, I think that, it. you know, someone listening is going to be like, have I checked in on my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother? Um, and are they telling me? Yeah. Because sometimes you have to lay eyes. That's what they call it, you know? Like, you know, is mm-hmm. it Zoom? Is it, you know, if you're able to go see them personally, maybe mm-hmm. they live in the town near you. Um, but not just that. Are you, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. I have not been to the primary care doctor in so long. Um, mm. Really since before Jarrell passed away. So it's been over two years. Um, okay. And like, I'm supposed to get like a mammogram, you know, because I'm 44 now. I think I have yeah. not, you know, I was like, I had all these things like, okay, this is like, you know, my doctor gave me like a list of things and then she got sick with cancer and she oh, was gone Jesus. for a while and um i just was like i just you know you just are like oh i gotta find a new primary i gotta you know i know zocdoc is one of our sponsors i was like i think that's what i actually used initially to find her and i you know you just like you kick the can down the you know down the road mm-hmm. And then Jarrell passed away and just everything else flew out the window. I just was like, I don't, you know, I, I can't even think about it. But just yeah. <clears throat> most recently, I've been like, Tiffany, like, you don't know where you stand health wise. I mean, you know, I don't. You know, when I was doing IVF, yeah. IVF, I mean, I literally probably went to the doctor two or three times a week. So I was constantly <laughs> blood pressure, blood work. Da, 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 da. And so it was like, I knew everything where I stood, you know. But then when that process was over, I can honestly tell you, I have no idea. So I'm like, I know, like, I need to, you know, I need to know, you know, there are not too many things that I know of that run in my family. Um, my dad is in his 80s. Um, he doesn't have, as far as I know, high blood pressure. No, that's not true. Maybe a little, but nothing, something that's like um, comparable to his age. You know what I mean? Like nothing. <clears throat> I mean, I, not that I know of that cancer or anything runs in our family, but still these things you don't know, you know? So yeah. until you sit around to and chat, you, like in my family, it's just such a part of the mm. fabric on my dad's side of like their daily lives. Like it was never a conversation. Like, did you know that grandpa is suffering yeah. from failure? Like if you go to a, when, when, when I when I say I feel like the lights kind of came on in my eyes when I visited my dad recently for my mm. grandpa's funeral, which happened to be like, you know, he died the day my dad was discharged from the hospital for um anyway. And as we were driving from the airport to my dad's house in the heart of Atlanta on the way to where he lives, like a little bit South of Atlanta, when I tell you the number of dialysis Mm. centers I saw, it was like, you know, when you go down those streets with Mm. car dealerships and there's just one on every side and there's like 10, it was like that, you know, and it's like a diabetes and dialysis treatment center. And I'm just like, look at the the business, look at the business, look at the billions that are being made on the backs of people who are dying from an illness or suffering from an illness that is, you know, that's treated because yes. it's a symptom. It's a symptom of these preventable, you know, um, conditions. And this is all. Remember when we talked about Ozempic yes. not long ago? 
Ozempic is the, you know, the the Hollywood drug people are using to to lose weight now. It was started as a yeah. diabetes drug. Um, and of course, now it's like, a you know, a miracle mm-hmm. drug for weight loss and all of that. But um, the day that it came out that they had just completed, this came out like last week or so, because I was sending it to my brother and my dad and like harassing his doctors, because Ozempic has been found to actually help with kidney okay. disease, chronic okay. kidney disease, which makes sense because diabetes you know, is tied to that anyway. Um, the stocks of yes. these dialysis companies started yep. to go down. You know, the last thing they want is to is the cure. Um, huge business, huge business on black and brown bodies. I wish I had done a little bit more research so I could share some stats on how, like, much more prevalent these diseases are in our communities, but I know yes. that they are. So, and I think it's on us to understand what our risk factors are, not let a doctor tell us. Because your doctor may not share the back the same background, mm-hmm. but hopefully, you know, it's great if they do. Um, and I stopped playing around. I'm glad that I stopped playing around with like, I don't know, Dr. Roulette or just not Dr. Roulette, but like, I would be like, oh, I need a physical. Let me go find mm-hmm. a different doctor because I would move so much. Um, I finally found a primary care this past spring and I was like you're my lady I'm gonna see you again because I need to be you know I want to be committed in a committed PCP relationship um yeah so it's yeah just your reminder and Tiff get your mammogram girl I know I feel like we talked about this last year yeah too. probably mm-hmm. yeah yeah get, that, get your that, that sounds so uncomfortable I don't blame you for not wanting to go get your I know. smashed I know but- ah! Don't say it like, cause now I'm like, I don't want to do it. But go. <laughs> they know. do on the Today Show. Go and take a little camera with you and, you know, make it real. <laughs> and I know, like, I mean, content. I, I don't know how old you're supposed to be when, like, um, uh, colonoscopy, like, right? Isn't that coming up too? Well, that started for me at 25 because of okay. my family history. Okay. That I knew. <laughs> okay. So that's, that's another that's one. Enrique loved me when he survived the colon prep night. <laughs> Yeah, I remember Jarrell did it. One thing about Jarrell, that's why it was so crazy when he just was not here because he, mm-hmm. he when, um, oh, who's the gentleman that played um, uh, from Wakanda? Um, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Oh, Chadwick Boseman, yeah. When he passed mm-hmm. away, the next week he made an appointment. For, and, oh, you know, because, wow. you know, Jarrell passed away when he was 41. So he wasn't, typically they said you wait at 45. He said no, because he said, I saw the research that said that black men should start getting tested at 40. And I remember yeah. the prep the night before drinking all that stuff and all the, you know. So I just like, yeah, yeah I, <clears throat> y'all know my mom, well, you might know, but my mom is a nurse. And so she's been getting out of sight. Are you getting your regular this? You know, like, are you, because, are, and you're right, I have to, like, mm-hmm. You know, I have to like I'm I mean, I feel, quote unquote, fine. But what does that even mean? So many things are silent, you know, like, you know, whether they're, you know, PCOS. Some people have, you know, um, fibroids. Y'all know I had fibroids. I didn't even know. There's so many things that if known ahead of time, you know, you can navigate. Even now, lately, I'm like. I've had this really nasty cough for the last couple of days. I'm like, please don't tell me I have COVID. But I took a test and said no. Yeah. But, just you know, I cute fall viruses. That's what I'm just like. Oh, how great for me. I had to use my damn asthma pump for the first time in like two yeah. years. You know, I was like scrambling around when for the it. holiday season was something that was just so pure. Girl. I mean, just like from a kid's <laughs> perspective. But now it's like. Oh God! It's like tax season almost. Girl, it's like <laughs> asthma, aches, pains, neck, my neck, my back. No, but oh man, BA well, fam, we feel you. Yes, going through it. 
And it's, it's a lot right now. Yeah, it's, it's so much. I think the best thing that my mom that I inherited from my family is my sense of humor because mm. the way it has saved my life mm. this past few months. Um, shout out to my mom and my dad too, but my mom. I really yeah. got that like, you know, that 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 sense of humor, that bite, that wit. If I ever hurt <laughs> you with my words, my mom taught me how to sharpen that name. <laughs> um, yeah, just humor and uh, creating that soft landing for myself so having my therapist mm -hmm. you know having my psychiatrist so i don't have to go looking for them i'm like there's a lot going on mm -hmm. and i'm not even going to waste time feeling bad about it that i'm having a hard time managing so let me get the help i need and keep it moving but um yeah and that includes mental health you know like mm -hmm. yeah no you know i'm always bragging on dr green because she's mm -hmm. like literally helped to save my life and you know having someone to talk to um, and there are different mental health specialists. Like Dr. Green actually specializes in trauma. That's why mm -hmm. she was perfect for what I needed her for, you know? <clears throat> and even now that's one of the questions. It's like, I love Dr. Green. And I'm like, well, if this is your specialty, if I'm no longer in this heightened traumatic state, what does that look like? You know, like in a year, do you, do I find another therapist? I'm going to ask her, you know, like what? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Because I'm, I mean, I don't want to let go of Dr. Green, but I also want to be mindful that like, you know, if it's more maintenance, is this still appropriate? This Because I I don't ever really want to stop going to therapy, truthfully, because I think it's just been so helpful. Mm -hmm. But I just want to make sure that like, I am always aligned with where I'm wanting to go, you know? Even though these hard times are hard times, I'm just seeing this trend in people focusing inward. You know, that I just see so many people who are just like, girl, I'm not doing all that. I'm focusing on my family the people I care about, my friends, like the work that moves me. So there is a shift. Remember before this shift was toward like, go, 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 more, 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 work, work, work. Yeah. Um, you know, they, we were in our, everybody was in their Gary V era. <laughs> mm. You know, but even Gary V, I recently heard him on the podcast, Erica taught me and he was talking about slowing down and peace. I'm like, wow, even yeah. Gary V is tired. So if yeah. you're tired, that is okay. We are all tired. It is okay to be tired. It is okay yeah. to say, I don't want to do quite as much. Um, it, and it's okay. Like, honestly, I am now reverse engineering where I'm looking at my life and saying, how much do I really need? Not from the excess, but from as little as possible mm -hmm. to live this. And so that way, how do I, what do I need to do to make just what I need? You mm -hmm. know, so I have more time for people. I have more time for rest. I have more time for peace. You know, like the Tiffany from 10 years ago was like more, more, more. That more is more. And now to me, the more is different. Before it was like more money, <clears throat> more accolades. And now it's more time, more like I had my sister sale with my sisters this weekend. We do an annual sale. We do a closet sale and we clean out our closets and then Lisa has a really cute apartment, a garden apartment in Jersey City that's right on the corner. And so we do like a sidewalk sale with all of our stuff. And y'all are so freaking cute. I can't <laughs> And so it was so nice because it was like the sisters minus the one in, in Chicago, plus um, one of my nieces, Amelia and, and Roman. Minus the one in Chicago. See, I'm that sister Aww. minus the one in New York. <laughs> There's a study that came out that said people who have healthy yes. relationships with their sisters, like have I saw that. the better, best lives, something like that. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw my that. My sister, I imported her from Wisconsin, <laughs> like a rare 
rare cheese. <laughs> She's visiting, and I was I like, love what? that. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, sisters are just awesome. I just, I just want that for all of us, is that we yeah. are really like you are allowed to look at your money and your finances and say, fit to the life that I want. And if you are in your Gary B hustle grind, more, 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 whatever, there's nothing, there's no judgment here because we have been there. But if you are in your laid back, chill piece, the purpose of your finances is to fit to the life that you're wanting. And so don't be afraid to update the financial part of your life to fit to wherever you're wanting to go or wherever you are now. Like you are allowed mm-hmm. to update and change and say, I know I said I wanted to make 300,000, blah, 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 but <laughs> 150 is more than enough to do yeah. the things that I want. And so I could take a nap, you know? How so. many of us are getting beaten up by our own aspiration? That's what Child, I mean. <laughs> Notice how I said aspiration, not ambition. Um, because right, it's a healthy amount of ambition, but yes. I will say that the, um, I'm not going to move the way I would have moved as a business owner if I started my business at 22, you know, Um, I'm moving as a person. It's almost like I don't want to create a business that requires me to be at 100% all the time because the reality is like, if I can get like a solid 65% on it, I'm like, today was good, Good. you know, like I was 60, 65% of my, uh, you know, my cup being, being filled is like pretty decent. And the days that were, so last week was a or week before that. Yeah. The week of the 20th, whenever FinCon was, that was a week where I needed a hundred percent of myself mm. and I knew it. I was like, this is going to be a tough week, but I felt good when I booked everything. Mm. And then, you know, all this shit started happening with family and then my mental health and, you know, just like the seasons and all that. And I was like, okay, we have to, we have to break, we have to like break the image of the person I thought I was going to be for this week. Yeah. Because the person I am can't do this. And I had yeah. to back out of FinCon. I was supposed to give a talk there. Um, I had to cancel um, like several meetings that were like big ideas for, you know, maybe next year kind of meetings mm. and just like bring it back to the bare minimum. Yeah. Um, and it it sucked. But I was also like, do this or run oh, yourself. What? Like What's for the, who? Yes. For who? For, for to disappoint to make me happy because no one yes. else is asking me to do everything, you know? Yes. And I'm so, so glad that you, it's hard to, to make, especially for women who are ambitious, you know, like we literally call this brown ambition because we are both brown mm-hmm. and we're both really ambitious. Mm-hmm. And it's hard when from that space to say, I'm actually going to do less. It's really hard to make the decision to do less. It's one mm-hmm. thing when life forces your hand, you're like, well, but it's hard to make the, de- and I hate the word and maybe the word less has this negative connotation. It's not really less. It's just like a, a reallocation of the energy because it's more for you. Quality versus quantity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I want that for us. I want, I want, the, I want to be where 65% of Mandy can, you know, have a thriving business that's paying the bills. I don't have to worry. I'm yeah. working towards that, you know? Yes. But, one day at a frick, one hour at a freaking time. You know what I'm yes. trying to say here? And that's, now you can see why, for those of you who might have cringed oh. when I said that I bought my condo cash, even though I know I could put it in the market, it's mm-hmm. because I didn't want to have to worry about a mortgage. Even though there's more money in the long run, I have a lot of money already from being candid, but I knew that this was going to be a year where I might not be able to fully show up. And I didn't want to have to be like, of course, I have plenty of savings, whatever, but there's an anxiety for me to tap into emergency savings, even though it's there. I wanted to say, I know the budget needs to would have to be 
close down for me not to be able to afford my life because I don't have a mortgage on my current home and I don't have a mortgage on them on the condo but I did that intentionally Praise to relieve rates though girl to relieve some of the stress of like what you don't got to worry about Tiffany is you just have to make the bare minimum to make your you know to, to afford your life and so I wanted that peace of mind over more money in the long run and to me you know it didn't hurt I mean certainly it's like oh you really could have made more maybe there's a an extra six figure I get it but I just was like this is what I mean about adjusting your financial life to fit how you want your actual life to go and so for me you know after talking with my financial advisor I didn't make the decision lightly and she said here's the difference in the long run either way you're fine you know, it's just a difference between a lot of money or a lot of a, a little bit more than a lot of money. And I was like, I'll take less. I'll take yeah. less money in the long run for more peace in the short term. Amen. Yeah. So. Amen. Yeah. You want to take a little bit of a break, Wusa? Yes, my breath work. The way that my lungs are coming through, like <laughs> sending the breath. Let's 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 go out with another little like. Yes, another, please. Like, four seconds in. Seven minutes hold. Seven, seven seconds hold. <laughs> Oops. We in deep sea diving. And then an eight second. A four, seven, eight breath. I love this. Okay. Okay. In for four. Hold for seven. Out for eight. <sighs> Through the toes. You'll get my bill, <sighs> again. Goodbye. Be back in a break. Be back in a little bit. <laughs> hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 
350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you-know-what I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. And we're back. And I do feel calmer. Thanks, Mandra. That was beautiful. Just repeat that every five minutes like I do. And (laughs) you too can survive the worst. (laughs) Oh, man. Brown boost, brown break, though. Yes. Find something to boost about. Right? And now it's time to... Booster, break or booster, break or booster, break or boost. Are you gonna boost? Are you gonna break? What you gonna do? What you gonna take? And I have, I'm gonna, because I just have a short little boost. And honestly, you might have done this. Did you do your dad book that you recommended to us? Did I do what book that I recommended? Did you boost last week attached? Yes. You boosted it already. My boost. Yeah. Oh, but it you was. Can, you can you can co-boost it. Co-sign okay. It, co-boost so yeah. It. So I'll go first just because it's like a short. But I it's changed just everyone's want, lives. Girl, <laughs> Mandy, <laughs> I owe you a a, a hand a hand foot massage, right? Hey. Because that book. So um, Mandy suggested a book, and if you didn't listen to, I can't remember last time we had a boost break, but our our last boost break, Mandy recommended this book called Attached. Mandy, who's the author of Attached? It's called Attached, and it has a subtitle that I can never remember. (laughs) But hold on. I will find it because there are several copies, uh, several books called Attached, apparently. Okay, yeah, that's true. Which one? By Adam Levine and Rachel S.F. Heller. Well, Amir. You said Adam Levine, which is hilarious. Oh, look at you. did a Tiffany. (laughs) (laughs) You did a Tiffany. The way that I just became (laughs) dyslexic, you're right. And I looked at it again, and I saw Adam, and I looked away, and I said, Amir. (gasps) The new science of adult attachment and how it can help you find and keep love. So and a what job I, and a friend. Yes, I was going to say what I love about attached that although yes, the and they say this, they're like attachment theory is not just about romantic love. 
that really attachment theory and attachment begins really at birth, you know, with mm-hmm. the way you attach to your person that is raising you, your guardian, your mom, your dad, whoever. Um, but then this book really specifically kind of dives into how this is potentially affecting your romantic life, whatever partnership looks like for you in your romantic life. And well, bigger than the romantic part, which we can get into a little bit, um, but bigger than the romantic part is that I'm really learning like about myself and how I show up, you know, and how I've been showing up. And, um, and I'm just like, Oh, and then also to your point, Mandy, I'm looking at like friends and family and I'm like, Oh, that's what's happening. And I'm learning what is, I mean, I'm only like halfway through. So Mm -hmm. certainly I'd love to have just like a, like, I think it would just be great to just like talk about attachment in one episode because it's just been so helpful. Like in general, I took like, I took the quiz because you could take an attachment quiz. In general, I show up in a secure attachment style, which means that, um, you know, I'm not anxious. I'm not avoidant that I'm like, I have healthy relationships in general with in, in romantic spaces. And well, this is like, I want to say when Jarrell is here in, in Pat and beyond or <clears throat> prior and in, um, like spaces with my family and loved ones, whatever. But since I've started to date, I I said, let me see what my attachment style is specifically now in dating. It is anxious. Hmm. And I was just like, wow, that really kind of blew me away that like, okay, in general, Tiffany, you are secure. But now that this new part of your life that you have not had to do, in over 10 years is here, I'm showing up with a t- anxious attachment. At first I thought maybe it was avoided, but that the way you know you are avoided or not is like, do you crave intimacy or not? Do you want closeness and intimacy? If you don't want closeness and intimacy, you're likely an avoided. If you do want closeness, closeness and intimacy, then you're either secure or anxious, you know, like, and then you just have to see which, how the rabbit hole goes. So I do want closeness and intimacy now because I miss companionship, but it, I am navigating from a place of fear, you know, there's fear of like, what if it goes, what if something happens to this person? There's all this anxiety that's being brought up that was not here before when Jarrell was here. And I just like, there was a component, actually, I called you. I don't even know if we talked about this last time. You know, my memory goes, I, I called you because I read this component where I was crying. Um, there was a study in the book that's called the strange Things study or something to that effect where basically a baby is in the room with their mom and a researcher um, mom holds baby enters into the room, all these amazing baby toys, all the colors, you know, the babies love the toys and lights up. And so mom puts baby down the ground, baby crawls over to play with the toys, but glancing occasionally back, mom's still here playing with the toys, enjoying myself, exploring mom glances back. Mom is still here exploring. Then mom slips out. You know, when the baby's busy playing, baby looks to make sure mom's still here. She's not here. Baby loses his shit. Mm-hmm. crawls over to the door, bangs on the door. Where's my mama, basically? But, you know, baby can't speak. The um, researcher tries to re-engage the baby like, these toys are still here, though. Baby's like, get out my face. Literally throws toy in, in, in mm-hmm. researcher's face like you thought. And finally, mom comes back. Baby, you know, continues to cry, is consoled. Once they feel better, they're like, put me down because me and these toys about to play again. But stay here, sis. And so what mom represents in that, that study was something called a secure base. This is what the book was saying. And 
they find found that when children have a secure base, those children explore and experience the world from a place of like, I can do anything, I can navigate, I can, because my base is secure, and I'm not going to try to cry, but I realized that one of the reasons, remember I was like, Mandy, I don't even know if I want to do budget anymore, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to do anything, I didn't realize how much of a secure base that Jerome provided for me, like, yo, I mean, I knew I had like this awesome husband, but I didn't realize like how much, because I find myself to be like hyper independent, you know, like that's what I told myself because I grew up hyper independent. The household that I grew up in, it was like, you can do it. You know, you've got it. My dad was very much girl power. And so I underestimated how much security I got from having him in my life because Literally the year I moved in with Jarrell in the halfway hood, I went from six figures to seven figures in business. Because for the first time, I did not have to be my own foundation. You know, that I had the space. Like, it's not like we didn't have any money or anything like that, but I had this secure place to be like, I'll never hit the ground because he's there covering it, you know? And I just was like, wow, no wonder I felt so secure because I grew up in a household which was a little bit emotionally chaotic, if I'm being honest. And Jarrell came into my life and provided so much safety and security that my attachment style shifted toward secure. And across the board, it helped to shift me. And now that he's not here, I feel a little bit lost. You know, not even a little bit, a lot a bit lost. And I don't want to explore the world. The world seems so scary, you know, like, and... I don't necessarily want partnership anytime soon, but I certainly miss companionship because being by yourself all the time is really lonely. Um, and so that's why dating now brings up so much anxiety, you know, for me. Like there's one person in particular that I've been hanging out with more than anybody else. He listens now, which I'm like, great. Hey, I know. <laughs> Damn, that's how I you know. know it's young and fresh. They still listen to the pod. <laughs> they stopped listening uh, years ago. <laughs> and so I, um, yeah, but I'm navigating from a place of like high anxiety and mm, like this could be taken away. I don't trust that this yeah. is forever. Yes. Or just yes. Yeah. Or just like anything. I'm just like, what does that mean? Oh, well, you know, you know, everything just feels so temporary. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not ready to invest here. Um, I'm not uh yeah. It's just it was it's just it's been great. And you made a suggestion because you said you and husband were reading the book together. Mm-hmm. Which I love. And so I so asked powerful what I asked him and we've been doing. So we, we just got to chapter four and one, I love the fact that he said that he was more than open to doing so. And so, cause he's a big reader anyway. So we've been reading the book together and really like navigating chapter by chapter and discussing what we're thinking and feeling. And it's just been really an amazing experience. Um, so yeah, yeah I still don't want partnership. That's for him because he'd be asking. <laughs> but that's fair. Like the book for me is like a you talk about like the perennial or the annual read or whatever perennial seller mm-hmm. annual seller. Yes. For me, it's like the annual read. Mm. Like let's revisit this book and take the take the assessments again because, like you said, a, a major life event can change your attachment style. Yeah age a relationship, you know. Yeah. And I feel like this book. I so many people commented who said my therapist recommended this book after my divorce. Mm. 
And I feel like it could prevent a lot of divorces. Yeah. Um, you know, whether by preventing people from marrying people who are the wrong style yeah. for them or helping you get the tools to, you know, strengthen your your relationship yes. in spite of, you know, some differences that you have. It's just been, you know, really eye opening. And it's it's the first book I've read in a very long time that I feel like I, I know myself better having mm-hmm. read it. And it's not only these books where it's like, do these things to um, achieve this goal. This is this is sort of like. Uh, understand these things so that you yes. can know yourself better yes and it just it created like in, in the storm of the past month it really gave me like a sense of calm and acceptance for mm. at a great time because mm. i never have needed so much support than i you know um maybe i have in the past but like i needed a lot of support and yeah. i know how to ask my partner mm. for specifically what i need now and i know why i'm asking and i know and he understands because he's reading the book too mm-hmm. why i need what i need and what happens if i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> no i love honestly you wanna, it's just you don't want to upset an anxious attachment <laughs> Well, you know, one thing I will say I love about the book is that there's no judgment on the attachment mm-hmm. style that you display. There's no and right what, or wrong one. No. And so, but what I love is that, like, especially with someone who's displaying anxious attachment, it said, if you can provide the safety and security, if you have the patience to provide the safety, security, and communication that anxious attachment needs, you will be blessed with a hyper-loving, compassionate partner. And I just I love like that you're he- describing why you should adopt a dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I am that like snaggly tooth mutt, you know. <laughs> it's like, girl, you just look after me. At the shelter. <laughs> right, you'll have the bestest friend. You'll yes. have the bestest like partner. And so I it might just- bite small children and ruin your carpet. You know but, what I mean? But you'll be really cute and you'll love it. <laughs> but I just love like that. It's just so it's just been one. Yeah. That's, so it's just been really eye opening for myself. But also two. you know, one thing I do like about this person that I'm mostly dating is that there's an openness, you know, like I could talk about Jarrell all the time mm-hmm. and I do, which I'm not, you know, I don't even know how he navigates that, but because Jarrell, you know, he was and still is the love of my life. Um, and I remember him asking me distinctly, like, do you think that you could love again? And at first I thought, I don't know. And then um, I thought about the way um, parents love children. So I know when Rio first came, you were like, girl, ain't no love greater <laughs> than this love. Everybody's could go. Yeah. This is my boo. This is like, but what Rio... I assume really did was opened up a different level of capacity in your heart because yes. now you have, you know, this new baby, what's your new baby's name again? I can't, like my mind is like drawn away. I know. Remy, I know. Right. So now you have Remy. So it would be crazy to be like, well, I have Rio child. I can't, there's no space for another baby to, for yeah. me to love another baby. That's not what Rio did. That Rio helped to expand the capacity of your heart that you can love Remy. And if you were to have another baby, you would be able to love that baby just as much. And I think that that's the way really good um, partnered romantic love can do for you too. That like, yeah. it's not that it, the buck stops with Jarrell, which is what I thought at first when he first passed away for the first like year, year and a half, right? 
That is because of the kind of love I had with Jarrell, it expanded my heart's capacity that I do believe that I can love again, you know, because it's like your heart can expand as much as the good love that you have poured into it. So I do believe that I just like in this space and time, Dr. Green has been awesome. So I told her, I said, is there a reason why I'm just not wanting partnership? I mean, obviously I know because I miss Jarrell, but Bigger than that, she said, Tiffany, it sounds like to me that you recognize that partnership takes a lot of, she said, I don't like the word work because work sounds like um, a negative connotation that partnership takes a lot of investment. Mm -hmm. And right now you are investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm still trying to find my footing. And so I recognize I actually don't have the excess investment to pour into someone else because I'm still trying to get myself. So it's not a judgment on, you know, whether someone's enough or not or good mm-hmm. or bad. It's like not at all. It's literally a Tiffany choice that I'm like, I am reserving all of my resources to invest in myself until I can feel stable again um, and be open to partnership. Although I am open to companionship, you know, but like not necessarily partnership right now. Like I'm not trying to be nobody's, um, you know, girl, woman, like, um, you know, wife. I can't even imagine, but you know, maybe one day, you know, so, but attachment attached, that book has really been so helpful for me to see myself as I'm navigating. And so I can just um, be kinder, but then also to kinder to whomever I'm dating and also to navigate toward back to, I want to get back to the secured attachment style that I've, I've enjoyed for so long, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I still feel like, I think we talked a little bit about this too, just because it, for me, it opened up my eyes to how I move through my friendships too. And I was mm. like, thank God for Tiffany, because I think that I've become ready for a friend like you because I, as an anxious attachment person, was just always looking for friendship in the wrong avoidant places. Mm. (laughs) I just always had the one avoidant bestie. And Mm. I think I'm finally decided that I don't like the way that avoidant besties make me feel. It's Mm -hmm. horrible. Mm. It's awful. And it's not okay for me. As an anxious Mm. avoidant, I'm always like, oh, I'm the problem. When they get too close to me, they realize that I'm horrible and they don't want to. And like... But but they're reacting not because of me because of anyway. So find you a secure bestie. And um, I was actually talking to a Brown Ambition former guest, Rashika Tolshian, who wrote Inclusion on Purpose. I think mm-hmm. I had her on when you were actually on um, when you were. It was after Jarrell passed. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, Rashika was asking me about. She's writing an amazing book called Uncompete. Sidebar mm-hmm. sidebar. Have to have her on to talk about it. It's basically about how. Um, there's so much more to gain by not competing with one another as women. But um, she asked me for an example of anyway. And I was like, yes, I have a secure friendship in Tiffany. She's secure mm. and I don't have to worry about, mm. I don't have to like watch what I say. I feel like I can just be myself. And mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. It really Aww. is. Um, I love you, Mandy. I love you too. Yeah. No, for real. Cause I was like, whenever you call me, you're like, did I say, I was like, huh? Girl, I barely remember what we talked about. So no. Offend you when I said that thing that I'm overthinking now. <laughs> I'm like, what thing? <laughs> but at least at least I'll pick up the phone now because before I would just like, is she gonna show up next week? <laughs> no, and I ne- honestly I never I, you there has never been a conversation where I felt like you know, like Mandy said something that offended me. So when mm. I told you as much as I love the BA listeners, y'all are good, but I'm only I only came back honestly because of you, Mandy. 
Like mm-hmm. if this was like a solo podcast I was doing by myself, y'all would have been like, well, grand opening, grand closing. I wasn't, I wouldn't be back. You know, yeah. I literally came back because of my friendship with Mandy and I enjoy having this time. Sometimes I forget that like, you know, we're taping. Cause I'm like, I said that, damn, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was just talking to Mandy, you know, <laughs> like literally I came back for you. I came back because I enjoy this time. I came back because, you know, like you're my friend and I love you and I want to continue to do this for as long as we want to do it. And so, yeah, no. So, yes, thankfully that part of myself is still secured. Like my, I still navigate from secure attachment and friendships. It's just this, this new space, you know, that I'm like navigating. But, um, yeah. Well, I'm saying if you guys want to have a woo child moment, you got to get that book. <laughs> let me yes. let us know how you're what you're learning about yourselves through that book attached. Um, oof, it's such a game changer. Yeah. Right, do you want to do, do a, a boost? I was going to say I'm yes. Gonna do a boost. <laughs> okay. Oof, I'm going to do a boost because something that put a huge fi- smile on my face today is the the color purple is a book that I could read a hundred times and not read it enough. And I've seen the movie. I've seen the Broadway show twice. Once with Fantasia. The last time was with Serene, uh, Cynthia Erivo, mm-hmm. and there's a movie coming out this holiday season. I think Christmas time, and they just released a new trailer. And every trailer, I'm just like, like put me on the mailing list. I want to subscribe mm-hmm. to every version of this trailer. It's got Fantasia. It's got Taraji P Henson. Oh, it's got so much heart, and the trailer is up. I'm gonna post. We can post a link in the show notes so that y'all awesome. can see it. But the um, the music, like Taraji's mm-hmm. playing. Um, uh, I can't. Suge Avery um, mm-hmm. in the in the um, in the movie, and I think Fantasia is still playing Seely, and then Danielle Brooks is playing Oprah's mm-hmm. role as Sophia. I love it. Um, yes, it's going to be so freaking good, and it just it's about sisterhood, it's about friendship, it's about everything. Um, so uh, if you didn't know it was happening, now you do. That's my boost. Yeah. This whole podcast was about sisterhood and friendship. I love it. We love to see it. I love it. And if you need anything, Mandra, you know, like food delivered, you know, I love that's like one of my favorite things mm-hmm. to do when someone's going through a lot. Sometimes the last thing you want to worry about is yes. what's for lip? You know, like, yes. yes. <laughs> you get the answer me, is yes. Send me like a um, <laughs> like you know three or four things of your favorite things, and then I could be, just be like randomly like Ooh, edible things on the way. Yes. <laughs> Things I don't have to cook. Yes. Because <laughs> at the end of the night, I'm like, oh, yeah, I probably need to eat something. It's not oh. great. It's gotten there again. So yeah. that's so sweet. Thanks, Tiff. No, of course. I got you. Yeah. All right, y'all. All right, check in on fans. your loved ones, you know. Check mm-hmm. in on us. We love check y'all. Check in and see them. F- see, Go physically be present. Because mm-hmm. even a phone call is not enough sometimes with these lying-ass parents. I mean, with your family and friends. <laughs> who may not tell you the whole truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right. We'll see you on the BAQ way. Yes. Bye. I always say until next week. Hello. See y'all on Friday. (laughs) Jeez. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.